What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. It is uh, another episode of our thrice weekly podcast. Yeah. Where we talk about current affairs with a touch of what, Terrence? Touch of Singaporean humor. And, and today Sing- is, I also need to add that today's date is 21st April. It's the evening of 21st April. Just in yeah. case anyone like is figuring out when this podcast was from. But why, why, what makes you want to say that? I think there was a comment once that it might be good to state up front like what the purpose of our podcast is and uh and also also when the podcast was recorded or what lah. Just so there's oh, a really context yeah. there's context of like yeah, you know how um when when exactly we, we spoke about an issue, you know? Because like certain yeah. issues like remember the last podcast that we spoke about the, mm. We spoke about the European Super League. Within mm. 48 hours, the whole thing just got abandoned, man. So, like, can you imagine how outdated we'd feel if someone was just listening to the previous podcast thinking that it's fresh and new and everything? Yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, fucking the next day, right, right? Like, we uploaded it. I think, then, yeah, the next day, fucking six Premier League clubs pull out from the European Soccer League. And it just blows my mind. Like, but I think one of the best things that came out from that entire episode of that whole thing happening and us making a podcast is the number of people who shat on Terrence in the Reddit. <laughs> shat, shat on the concept of the ESL. Remember, no, we're, we're not about shitting on, on each other. That's the point. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. La, whatever. La. <laughs> we can all agree to disagree. We well, agree I'm, to I'm kind disagree. Of, I'm a bit disappointed that all the clubs are so spineless. La. No. You expect them to have spines in the first place. Huh? Hello, they were spineless to begin with and now their behavior just reiterates the fact that they're fucking spineless. Mm-hmm. They're spineless and disconnected. Fucking blows my mind. Now they just look like dumbasses. That's why I, I feel there's something under the surface that is brewing. Huh? Maybe it was just like an F you to UEFA and FIFA to be like, yo, if we want to fuck with you, we can, okay? Mm. So you all better buck your shit up because it feels it feels a little too quick, like, a little too quick. Mm-hmm. But but I think I think... As much as people were countering your arguments, I think we both really appreciated the fact that our fans took the time to dissect our our points, like, right? Yeah, I'm so sorry that I don't even have time to respond to the comments and everything has changed already. So, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Wallah, what a cop out, man! What a cop out! Now you sound like one. You sound like one of the owners of the clubs. Uh. Oh yeah, you know things move too fast. Uh, sorry, I don't have to come out and say anything. <laughs> Uh, I mean, let, let's see, let's see. I think, like you say, I think there's still more happening below the underneath the table. So I don't think we're out of the woods yet. There's still the other, the other clubs that are involved in the whole thing as well. Mm, but you did have time to give the the details of the best fucking chai peng in Singapore on the subreddit. Mm, so if yes. you want the details, go to our subreddit, man. The Yalabat subreddit. Terence has left a clue to the best fucking chai peng in the world. Yeah. And uh, yeah. but before that, before we jump to our topics, mm. we have to mm. do as always the weekly plug. Or this episodic plug. episodic plug. Yeah, episodic plug. And the episodic plug this time is a is a a big thank you to everyone who has responded to our call for uh uh like our our launch of Folklory, uh, our audio gift platform where we allow you to create a magical audio gift for someone you love. Mm. Um. The website is folklory.com, F-O-L-K-L-O-R-Y. We launched it last Thursday. We've already gotten a bunch of inquiries for Mother's Day. We still have a few slots available. Mm. Um, and if you don't understand the concept of audio give, it is 
I think a relatively new concept. Go check out the website. It is something that we want to do for people, for the world, uh, and starting with Mother's Day, lah. Yeah, and yeah, it's, so, I mean it's an awesome gift, lah. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, the rest of it, you gotta go check it out yourself. Yeah, and so if you're looking for a gift for Mother's Day or just a gift for someone you care about uh, and want to do something that is not just another video, not just another photo, not mm. a bouquet of flowers or not a customized mug, just go check it out, folklory.com. Mm. Cool. And on to the big news Yeah, actually, come up this couple of days. The, the, the interesting thing is, yeah, we had two topics we wanted to talk about today. Yeah. One was, we said this will be the serious topic. One will be the goofy topic. But then at the last minute, uh, we had we had an idea to flip it because the mm. goofy one almost feels like it touches the raw, more raw nerve, lah. Mm, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. and 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 what is the goofy turned serious topic, Terence? Um, it is about the there is a infants swimming school called mm. Happy Fish, uh, Happy Fish uh, Swimming School, I think. Uh, yeah, Happy Fish Swim School has gotten a little bit of trouble with one of its customers, a female parent, who apparently mm-hmm. was wearing a one-piece swimsuit in the pool alongside her child while teaching her child how to swim as part of a swimming class. Ah. and mm. uh, she was instructed by, or she was asked by some of the staff, two of the staff members actually, to mm. wear a t-shirt over a swimsuit because. Uh, it was too revealing, and there mm. were uh, there were other women's husbands in the pool as well. So mm. I mean, sorry, I can't help but laugh just talking about it because it sounds like the kind of thing that that, that, that it's, it sounds like something out of like uh, curb your enthusiasm or something, like, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, basically, this parent found it really a really sexist comment that she had to, you know, uh, that she had to be ashamed of what she was wearing or whatever and you know complained to the school and she and there were further responses from the school as well uh, which were uh, also kind of funny do you do you know what those responses were uh, responses from you mean the, the school to her complaint i mean <laughs> they, they 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 did say they spoke to the two staff uh who apparently were were long serving staff lah, right mm. um and they said the staff have been under stress due to customer complaints recently mm-hmm. um, about the rising number of cases of parents complaining about others swim attire and that they were uncomfortable as their husbands are the ones in the water. Yeah. <laughs> so they pushed the responsibility to the school to educate parents on the appropriateness which we gladly attempted to seek improvement. I suppose that caused a strain on the two staff on the front line. Mm. So... So and apparently that one of the parents who had previously complained about other people's attire was also attending the session around the same time as Linda's son was, and that also means mm. that Linda was there, la. Mm. And Linda is not a real name, la. Uh, yeah, I didn't mention Linda, but Linda is the name of the the, the fake name of the parent that was uh, asked to wear a t-shirt over her revealing her so-called revealing uh, swimsuit, la. Yeah, and I mean, she apparently she gave uh, sent in a picture of the swimsuit uh, on like a generic uh, model or something, and it is a one piece swimsuit with cutouts near the the left and right of the waist, lah. Mm, mm. Right, so it's not a two piece swimsuit; it's a one piece swimsuit. Yeah, but so, it, it does reveal a bit more skin than a normal one piece, lah. Right. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct, correct. Mm. So, so why did this tickle you so much, Terence? Um, 
I mean the okay because as a new parent as well just yeah. usually just thinking about like if I have to go and drag my my son to the pool and, and things like that right uh, 90% of the time I'm, I'm like super focused on you know the safety of the kid and then like you know because kids are very sensitive to everything like, right especially young toddlers so it's just funny that someone is so worried about what someone what another parent is wearing rather than worried about the the well-being of their their child in the water or something like you know, it's almost like the no fashion police being there, lah. Though maybe they are indirectly worried about their child's safety in the water because if their husband is distracted, they're not going to take care of the child, man. There's also a possibility. So their overall yeah. their overall concern about safety, lah. Right, that's what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> and then I mean, I mean, the school also did clarify that uh, the recommendation for her to wear a t-shirt was less about covering up, but more about the fact that t-shirts help children. Uh, grip onto the parent la. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. according to them it has always been part of their school's curriculum for accompanying parents to put on happy fish tea mm. it is for children to grip on and pull themselves up we are trying to teach the children to be independent mm. which sounds a bit contradictory to the statement right before that which is uh, it is for children to grip on their parents and pull themselves up uh, which no, is meant to teach them to be independent no 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 la. I understand what they, they mean by that actually that's very logical a request because uh because as you carry uh, as you carry your kid in the water especially mm. for kids who are in the first time in the water and then rekanchong and everything they will start to you know grab you for for comfort lah for reinforcement and everything and um don't underestimate how sharp kids fingernails can get like in, even even like infants and everything their, their fingernails can be quite sharp and their grips could be quite strong so it's really uncomfortable when they like, you know, grip onto your fats or under your arm or something like that to try and like, mm. you know, secure their, secure their positions. So I understand what they mean by having a t-shirt such that they can very easily hold on to something without like scratching you or like causing you pain or distress. Uh. Mm. So 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 you're saying that that it's a bit ridiculous because any any responsible father who brings their kid to swim wouldn't be concerned about the people around them no matter how revealing their clothes because the focus will always be on your child, is it? Well, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, theoretically, yeah, theoretically, yes. Uh, uh, uh. Um, but at the same time, you are mostly underwater also, right? It means the mm. parent, but the parents are also underwater. So it's not like people can can see that much un- when you are standing, un- you know, in in a, in a underwater and everything, mm. So I I still find it a bit uh, just just funny that some wives got so concerned about it, la. And and there's I think there are some discussions that I mean some comments saying that this is just about the jealousy uh, of the wife, right? Towards towards this other mother or something lah. Yeah, because the thing is, in apparently in the swimming attire rec- regulations that were sent to all parents, mm. they do say that what the attire that is allowed is a happy mm. fish t-shirt or skin tight swimwear, mm. and they show a cartoon depiction of a one piece, a two piece, and tights. Mm-hmm. And what are not allowed is uh, shirts and shorts. So you can't wear shirts. You can only wear a happy fish shirt. Mm. So so it just feels like, hmm, is it really about the fact that, okay, you can't grab on if it's that skin tight? 
uh, or whether it is really just the 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 jealousy like okay so mm. so maybe since you are a new parent uh, let's say if your wife was bringing your kid down to the pool mm. and uh, there was another like husband uh, who had his kid in the water and he had like fucking tight speedos mm. like so tight that you can even like you know tell the orientation of his of his of his member mm. would that be of concern to you uh, no lah I mean. It's not a concern. So I mean, for me, because it's really about the kid, lah. It's really my fucking tight speedos, no. No, because like and like like yeah, the the fragility of a, uh, the fragility of a, a small human will shock you, uh, I mean, mm. this is something I've been learning over the months that you know, like when monkeys are born and everything, right? They mm-hmm. develop they develop like thick like hard skulls really quickly to protect their brains, uh. But for mm. humans, like through evolution and everything, even up to now, I can still see my baby's brain throbbing, you know, which means that his skull is still like really thin and everything. Uh. And that is I don't to, think it's okay. Yeah. That, I mean, I, go on. I, think that, yeah. That, that, I think primarily is, to, is, is about the development of the, about allowing the brain to develop further, like, right? So, but is it the brain throbbing or the blood? The pulse, lah. It's the blood, lah. If your kid's brain is throbbing, right? No, no, no. I mean, I, I can't tell, but you definitely see something on top of the head, like just moving, lah, and moving uh-huh. a lot, moving very vigorously. It's not something normal you you see on adults. So, uh-huh. uh, it just tells you how how fragile the the human child is in the first one two years compared to any other primate or anything, lah. So you mm. really have to you 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 can't even give like half a second away, you know, like to where you're not watching your child. Um, so, so to me, it's like, yeah, I, I don't care even the person is naked or something like that. I'll be like, whatever, you know, because to me, the more important thing is just to, to check on your child. Eh? Mm. Mm. Wow, very, very textbook answer. Very no, no, textbook answer. Text- you, you, understand, you understand one day, <laughs> like, you understand one day when you get there. I'm going to give you that condescending no, okay. like parent to a non-parent kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually before all that, right, can we go uh, back to the root and help some people understand why would someone, why would this Linda even find what the school did offensive? Um, Can you explain why? I think, I think one of the reasons it's almost, it's it's the same thing that we have heard in other countries, you know, like where if there is um, undesirable behavior by men, mm. it is almost blamed, the women are blamed lah. Mm. Um, and as a, as opposed to calling out the behavior of their husbands, like why the fuck are you looking at the at that woman over there instead of our child? Mm. The blame is put on the women, mm. So I think that's one thing that that I can't. I don't know whether I think Linda didn't point out explicitly, mm. but no, actually she did say it. She said, "I do not wish to protect the male agenda in brackets, not generalizing to sexualize women's bodies, and I don't think I should cover up for people's insecurities and their pure and the poor relationship management with their husband, mm. which in some way it is." It is true, la. It's almost like mm. uh, you, you're, you're, yeah, you're blaming the third party for your husband's behavior that you don't like, la. Mm. But but here's a question I have, la. Like, if it wasn't about the husbands, right? What if mm. I was just a parent who was very concerned? Because I have a, let's say, I have a daughter who's taking a class, and I don't want her to be looking at like, uh, you know, adults' fashion and thinking that that also applies to them as a young kid, la. So mm. when I see an adult wearing a really, you know, more, a more revealing kind of swimsuit, then I don't want my child to come to me and say, hey, daddy, I also want to wear something like that. Can you get me something where the sides are cut out? 
you know, because mm. because it's a it's a it's a kid lah, right? So whether or not there was an intention to sexualize anything, uh, I all I'm trying to do is just to protect my kid from seeing uh, that these options are available lah. So, so is mm. that is that too much to ask if I say to another parent, hey, can you please don't reveal so much skin uh, in front of my child? I think first of all, if it was a woman saying that to another woman, it would be different compared from a, a man saying that to correct. another woman in the class. La. Correct, correct. Um, but also, I, I feel that one has maybe, a, would be a bit more palatable, mm. I think, mm. um, compared to just uh, the case as it stands now. <laughs> yeah, the husbands. <laughs> yeah. Because, and, and so this is where I think the staff are caught in the middle. La, because in if we take the assumption that it was, I mean, she did say that the staff member told her that some parents had complained about other mothers' swimsuits being too revealing and sexy because mm. their husbands were also in the pool. Mm. So, of course, that's taking her word for it. But um, apparently, the staff did say that like, as opposed to the, saying that, oh, the mothers w- would like their, their daughters or like their children to not to, to just be in, in the vicinity of more conservative attire. Mm. But it was squarely put on the husbands. Mm. So, I think, I think that, I mean... Okay, let's say let's say if we use the analogy of the the dude with speedos, right? Mm. Um, would you want your son to be uh, around someone who's wearing like fucking tight speedos, like it's like so tight you can see like the pulse? Mm. Probably not my son, but if I had a daughter, yeah, I'll be a bit concerned, uh, right? Because mm. you can mm-hmm. stay, then you can start to see the shape of the genitalia and all that, lah. Mm. So that's interesting because what you're saying is that while your focus hundred percent might be on your child, mm. your child might be distracted. <laughs> correct, correct. Yes. That is, ah. a, that, is a, that is a strong possibility, actually. Ah. Yeah. So, then children, why, don't you, why don't you call your daughter out instead of blaming it on the person <laughs> who just wants to wear his Speedos? Huh? You know how liberating Speedos are? It's because of the balance of power, my friend. You're speaking from your, your privileged male Of being a background. non-parent, is it? Yeah, yeah, no, your privileged male background. That's why you're saying you're saying that, you see. Whereas like, hey. you know, there's a lot more there's a lot more history that we have to dig through. But but I I, I think um I mean, we were throwing a lot a lot of hypothetical situations, uh, but yeah. ultimately I guess Linda is just is just saying, why can't instead of asking me to to put on extra clothes and, and as if I'm the I'm the problem, why not ask other parents who are leering or, or what to not not look at not look at other other parents are right. Mm. That's what she's saying. Like it's, it's a bit of so called victim blaming, right? Mm. In, in a sense, although I mean, I wouldn't say she's a victim per se, but but it's just that why 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 is it that I have to I have to change what I'm wearing because someone else is doing something, right? Mm. So but that's what she's like, yeah. upset. That's I I I'm thinking that's what she's generally uh very upset about lah because it's a bit like um. It's a bit like 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 so nowadays I get very annoyed with dress codes at restaurants, cause cause, <laughs> I mean for the most part I barely even go out because of since COVID and everything already. Then when I uh. go out and then the place still has a fucking dress code, I'm like, come on, like I I'm working from home, so you're expecting me to wear like pants to come and eat my lunch and then go home and then and then get back my underwear and continue work there again, man. <laughs> right. 
I don't know, that argument itself, that rant, just sounds like a fucking straight times forum letter. Yeah. Like when people read, they'll be like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, just wearing <laughs> pants. La. But you know, you do you, man. Yeah. You do you. No, but yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that's my thing. La. Why why must you inconvenience yourself to fit some general stereotype of of what a, you know, what a parent should wear and all that, right? Mm. But I guess I guess on that note, you know, just now you're saying that um, she feels like why should she be blamed for the behavior of others doing something undesirable? The one thing is, right, you know, there's so much talk about Linda, the wives and all, but the husbands haven't had any say. Maybe they mm. honestly do not give a fuck about her. Right? Yeah, maybe. We have no idea. Yeah. Maybe it is just the wives who are pointing, like using their husbands and throwing them under the bus, la, right? Mm. Mm. Because, I don't know, I don't know, maybe there's some... Like there's like like it's let's say if I was there uh, in the pool uh, mm. and my wife was there and I see someone with fucking tight speedos with a very like bulging member mm. maybe maybe I'm not secure enough mm. and I want the guy to cover up his member not because my wife wife's eyes are roving it's because of my own insecurities man Mm-mm-mm. yeah right? and I I know we laugh about this right but I I believe there were instances in the past uh, right of people who were probably just wearing something like a spaghetti strap or a bareback dress or whatever and taking mm. the MRT and then subsequently getting scolded or have, had, had abuse hurled at them from from other women as well. Uh, you know, saying they're shameless mm. and how can you dress like that and stuff like that. So, mm. uh, you know, we I, I guess you and I, we come from very generally quite liberal circles and everything, right? You know, people wear whatever they want. But there's mm. still a segment of society that I feel is very, um, is very against uh, this so-called liberalization of of how how people dress and all that. Mm. So 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 I guess, there, yeah. there is that, that. I mean, it could be quite distressing, like, You know, for for someone who's who's like feels like they're they're being watched or they're being uh, they're being censored by other people. Mm, I, I guess so this is where it would be helpful if we had a female uh, on this podcast as well uh, because here we are two dudes uh, talking about an issue like um, about attire and female attire mm. so so if anyone is listening uh, has very very uh, differing thoughts from us and think we are just two clueless dudes talking about this and you as a woman have a have a much more insightful perspective please feedback on the reddit mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, I mean, I mean, we've we've had instances in the past also where, uh, have we ever shared on the podcast about that one experience on in the train station where you and I had a debate in real time? I believe we have, but it's not it's not a bad time to bring it up again. Yeah, and so what what happened? The context was Terence and Terence and I were on the way to a meeting in town, I believe, and I think uh, we took the train and it was at at Dobby God, and we were going up the escalator, and it just so happened that the uh, young woman in front of us was um, w- was wearing a dress that exposed uh, her bra at the back intentionally, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right, It was just like a low back, mm-hmm. uh, but there was the price tag on the bra. Mm-hmm. And during the time that we were going on the escalator from the train platform to the first platform, me and Terrence were having a silent debate like, oh fuck, do we, do we tell her, do we not tell her, do we tell her, do we not tell her? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, fucking this will be weird, don't tell her. Mm-hmm. And you were like, yeah, 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 fucking let's tell her. So then what happened in the end? I think I went ahead to tell her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did not mention it was a, uh, where where the thing was situated. I just said, hey, sorry, I think there's still a price tag on your back. That's, I, I think that's why I said, you know. Yeah. 
So uh, and what was her reaction, Darren? Pretty shocked, uh, Pretty shocked. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So in retrospect, after consulting other people, um, I learned that there's a much better way to do something like that, lah. Yeah. Which essentially was to ask another lady to tell that lady, lah. Right. Yeah. 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 Because if it comes from another lady, it's not so creepy. But if it comes from a guy, yeah, I'm, I, I can see how it, it can be quite creepy, lah. Yeah, and it comes from a guy with another guy standing next to him looking yeah. equally shocked. With the big so eyes, I remember the, the big eyes, the horny as fuck look. <laughs> the horny as fuck look, Nemati. Hey, 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 please. I purposely close my eyes halfway and I maintain a very a very gentlemanly presence. Uh, but I do remember the shock on her face when she turned around and she saw uh, two guys, not say leering at her, but obviously in interacting with her. And, yeah. I, and I give you credit for doing it very gentlemanly but still I guess in her mind it's like oh shit what these two dudes uh, looking at me la. So, yeah. so then I think it was an interesting thing because yeah after that we both asked our friends and yeah the, the clear consensus was the best thing to do was to ask another woman yeah, so correct. in some way like we bring that up because this story is about um, uh, a woman's swimsuit and attire and yeah it was a very enlightening experience for us to to go through that and now if there's anyone who wants to enlighten us please do so as well yeah, but what do you think of the um, the staff members? Are they, are they are they at fault for how they how they spoke to her or anything? I mean, I think in this day and age, right, any job or any vocation that deals with parents, right? Mm. Holy shit, man! I think people are on edge. They are nervous as fuck because parents. I can imagine getting pissed off at anything, like. And mm. if you are in a position where you're like a staff working at a school like this. Uh, dealing with the parents uh, in class, I mean, you're not you're not going to be the owner or the or the boss of this firm, like, Which means that you will be reporting to someone, mm-hmm. and it feels like in most instances when a parent complains to a company, the parent is given the benefit of the doubt, like, mm-hmm. right? So I can imagine these staff, like, uh, just just trying to appease the more vocal parents, and unfortunately putting themselves into a little kerfuffle, like. Yeah. So I actually feel, I actually feel like they are in a tough spot because yeah. they're damned if they do and damned if they don't. Yeah, I can totally empathize with that. Like, I mean, I remember once, uh, shooting a corporate video. There was a, mm. not nothing related to to clothes or or people or anything. It was a it was like a food video la. and then mm. it just so happens that the the model was setting up the food and everything. Um, was wearing short shorts, uh, you know those short shorts that young people like to wear, mm. and uh, I mean that that appeared on camera for like half a second, uh, and mm. because of that, I think we had to do some reshoots for the entire video <laughs> because the client wasn't very fond of short shorts appearing in that video at all. Mm. So yeah, it's it's a I can totally empathize. Uh, it's a tough situation to be in uh, when when your client is complaining about something that you know you. To to you is totally innocuous, and you you think is 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 just keeping up with the times, like It's just trendy or whatever, like, Right? You know. Yeah. But for someone, it's like this is offensive. Take it down. You know. Yeah, it's it's almost like yeah, like I think that's where we are in this weird stage where yeah, you know, people are encouraged to you know own your body and like wear what you want, liberal clothing and all that, but there's still segments of society that are grappling with this. Like. Mm, and when it mm. comes to, I don't know, like uh, husband, wife in the presence of other husbands and wives, 
I can imagine it getting very tricky, lah. Correct, correct. Yep. I can imagine it very getting very tricky. So, so I mean, but why did you think that this was more worthwhile talking about as the serious topic compared to the goofy topic uh, that we will talk about in a few minutes? I mean, don't you find it at the? It's a very in- interesting intersection of a lot of uh, conflict, you know, between parents and and so called teachers, like right of the school, uh, between how men and women are perceived in society, uh, the responsibility of a woman versus the responsibility of a man to prevent, uh, you know, sexualization or, or objectifi- objectifying a woman's body. All these things. Lah. So, so it's just so many different um, discussions that have are all overlapping now because of, of this one incident. Hmm. And yeah. it's, I mean, just reading this article, it feels like the husbands are just caught in the middle when they might have nothing to do yeah. with the crux of the yeah, show. exactly. <laughs> it's like, how, how funny would be? You know, you know the last time all the comedy shows all that, like, you know, there's this famous skit where Mr. Bean goes to the beach and then he's, mm. he needs to change out of his clothes into his uh, swimming trunks, but he doesn't yeah, yeah, dare yeah. to do it in front of this guy who's like sitting there reading a newspaper. And like he goes through a whole elaborate way of like putting on his swimsuit without taking off his suit, uh, without having without being naked for even half a second, la. And mm. so like when at the point where he finishes, the guy reading a newspaper suddenly stands up. Oh, turns out he's blind. He was just using a newspaper yeah, to cover yeah. his face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, just imagine if that was like the situation here as well. Like the husbands didn't give a shit at all, and then it's just the wives who are making a fuss of it. Yeah, this is, I mean, and if it were true, it's almost like the real life um, simulation of a guy who likes uh, the photo of another girl on Instagram like, and the wife finding out. Mm-hmm. But the one, the right. one, the husband, I mean, you you go and like her, right? You actively take a, yeah. take a step in, in, in yeah. this one is, one, who if, knows? If, the like parent, <laughs> if that parent wearing the swimsuit swims into your view, then whose fault is it, right? You know, you have to look away. You have to look away. You have to close your eyes. <laughs> Even if you're holding on to your child, you have to close your eyes. Yeah. And I know this this makes me sound like I'm trivializing Linda's claims, but I mean, I, I think for her, she it's not fair to her also, mm. right? Um, if she was abiding by the attire and the standards. Um, but, and she was, but she, she was, right? She yeah. was entirely. I mean, yeah. of course, the big caveat is this, this whole facade is, I mean, this whole incident is based on her email to to the school and interaction with them and her recollection of what happened. La. So we will never know the truth, but we just wanted to talk about it because yeah, it does it does touch on many, many things that are a little current in society. Yeah. I mean, I, I, at some point, I'll probably bring my kid for swimming lessons as well. And I'll let you, mm. I'll keep you all posted about <laughs> what's the situation yeah. there. La. Because honestly, honestly, I've seen swimming lessons where the male instructors uh, wear speedos and like I really and because you know they'll be standing outside the pool mm. and then the kids are in the pool looking up at the prof- the instructor mm. and I'm like do they really have to wear speedos like even I look at it I can see it's almost like it's looking at me you know and like you feel I'm a like, tingling you feel a tingling in your, <laughs> no. in your nether regions <laughs> as you like to say in your loins uh. no my loins my loins it's okay no, no, it's, okay. it's okay to I, just don't, I don't feel I don't feel any tingling oh, okay? Okay, okay I just feel like um it's like you know when you, when like you see a cockroach in the distance and you don't know whether it's looking at you or not. Okay. Uh, and in your mind, it you think like, oh shit, is it looking at me? But it's it's too far that you can't see. But 
if you look and stare at it, at it and like uh, zoom in, it kind of gets a bit weird because here you are trying to ascertain whether a cockroach is trying to look at you. So that's that's those are the kinds of thoughts that run through my mind as I walk past uh, an instructor wearing very tight speedos teaching a bunch of kids. Like. Oh, is that your... If that makes did, any did, sense. Did that whole spiel come up as your your reflex action whenever you feel like... Uh, whenever you feel a tingling sensation, you just start thinking <laughs> of cockroaches. Is that why you're talking about cockroaches? Because it made no. zero sense to me, you know? It made no, zero you sense think about it. No, you think about it, okay? Like the speedos, let's say it's black, right? Mm. There's a little there's a little thing poking out, right? And it's staring and what at else? you like a cockroach. Right? It's, no, it's, yeah, no. What, oh. what else is black that pokes out of like uh, the darkness and might or may not be staring at you? Like there's one thing that always runs through my head when I'm looking at a cockroach because I'm fucking terrified of cockroaches. And I'm looking at a cockroach and I'm like, fuck you, I'm so scared of you. But in my mind, I'm like, do they even know I'm here? Are they even looking at me? And then I go down this stupid wormhole of thinking, shit, are they looking at me and just enjoying me, mm. shit myself? Or are they just going about their own business? And that is the kind, that is the same thought I had when I was looking at the guy speedos. wearing speedos. Uh, so, so, okay, okay. <laughs> so when you see a guy in speedos, you think of cockroaches. Yeah. You. you feel that fear the exactly. intense fear intense irrational yeah. fear of something that is completely <laughs> normal uh. no, I mean, overcompensating yeah, just, much yeah <laughs> you interpret it in any way you choose la. but I was just sharing my train of thought as I walk past anyone wearing speedos okay. if it's blue speedos yellow speedos different but if it's black speedos there's only one thing that comes to my mind la. then last night army must have, you must have suffered la, through army I think that was all that the was, swimming is all black speedos, right? No, but it's like it's like when you have many cockroaches in the room, it's almost like you don't care as much about them. But when you have oh, one oh, cockroach, oh. right, your entire your entire focal focal attention is just focused on that one cockroach, la. Sorry, guys, we apologize for <laughs> this strange segment where Harish's mind has jumped to his reflex action of thinking of cockroaches in order to avoid <laughs> thinking of what he what he was thinking about previously. <laughs> Yeah, but isn't that life? You just like drown out whatever thing you don't want to think about with something else. Yeah. So that's a life lesson, guys. When yeah. in doubt, think of a cockroach. Yeah, true. But yeah. um, I guess <laughs> it's a good time to move on to the second topic because uh, yeah. there is someone also who is, who is also feeling very overwhelmed, but not by cockroaches, but by trolls on the internet. Yes. Yes, and she is the very... Yes. Very talented, very um, very well-known uh, Singaporean jazz singer. Now with yeah. pink hair. I didn't know she got pink mm. hair now. Miss uh, mm. Joanna Dong. Joanna Dong. So what, what exactly happened to her the last few days? Because uh, the last few days was the Star Awards, mm. which is, uh, I guess, one of the, the most, if not the most prestigious um, media-related event in Singapore. For TV, mm. uh, and for, for, Mandarin, ch- for, for, for Mandarin, for Mandarin TV, TV la. La, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it is typically a gala affair, and this year it was it was held at the Jewel mm. uh, at Changi Airport, mm. and Joanna Dong performed a cover of a what I believe is a is a famous song mm. uh, in front of the world famous Jewel Fountain, yeah, and apparently, uh some fans were not the happiest with her rendition of it. Mm. So they proceeded to shit on her in the comment section of the Facebook video that was uploaded to uh, Mediacorp Channel 8's Facebook page, Mm. uh, which was uh, so intense that Joanna Dong herself replied on her own IG stories platform 
just saying that yeah she she did cry looking at the comments and she was disheartened by it uh, because for not just for her for artists in general such comments like this can can have a an effect on long-term mental health of anyone in the creative industry like and mm. it might it might stop artists from trying to be experimental or trying to do things differently uh and she also kind of said um that singaporean audiences get what they deserve lah mm mm-hmm. yeah so that of course proceeded for to uh, like people according to her she posted something else after that saying thanking people who sent messages of support but on the channel 8 facebook page someone shared a screenshot of her ig stories and then more trolls started shitting on her for saying if you can't deal with this then get out of show business mm mm-hmm. Yeah so so the reason why I like initially I was thinking this would be a good serious topic would is cause because yeah it is the the cult of celebrity while uh it it is getting more and more prominent in certain ways the accessibility to celebrities also allows people to directly affect someone like, with their comments mm. um but but we also realize that okay this is in the world of celebrity mm. uh, which is not maybe as relatable as the world of swimsuits yeah correct correct yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I, maybe okay maybe we can give give some context about the the importance of the star awards to okay. non chinese folk like me no the star awards is essentially is like the annual like you say a gala award event mm. where all the celebrities of media corp the who's who uh go to this event to you know be nominated and and to win acting awards or all the different dramas that the media corp produces for channel 8 lah um mm. in fact the and every year it's a it's a it's a fun event even for for you know people who don't even watch much tv to to just follow because the is the one time when all the celebrities all dress up wearing designer clothes and a lot there are a lot of fashion disasters but also um very memorable moments when celebrities wear you know uh, different types of outfits that attract a lot of attention uh, uh you know ca- a case in point is uh like i think when ann cock first went to her first star uh, star star awards many 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 eons ago and and mm. it turned out and, and i mean she wore something slightly sheer and see through um it was seen almost as like scandalous like back then You know, it made. A, I remember that too. Made, yeah, you see, you see non-Chinese will, will also <laughs> non-Chinese. follow. Non-Chinese, yeah. yeah, and and it was just a very big deal back then, and and so so if you play your cards right as a celebrity, it's a fantastic launching pad as well, lah. You know, in terms mm, of like mm. people noticing you and noticing that oh, wow, this person I never seen this person this light or or dressed like that before, lah. So mm. um, in in a sense, it's a fun. Event every year to follow, and I think for the fans, the people who actually give a shit about these celebrities, there's like a there's this segment like called the top ten most popular male and female uh, artists, mm, you mm, know, mm. and and that's where you can vote for your favorite celebrities to to make this top ten lah, and mm. uh, if you get consecutive number of top ten uh, wins year after year. You you join the I think I think there's some hall of fame lah. Like if you get ten, then you for 10 years in a row you're the top 10 most popular and you go into the hall of fame or yeah or something like that lah mm-hmm. so so it's a fun thing to to just follow and and last time when there was there were gossip rags like eight days and all that you know they would um spend a lot of pages covering what other celebrities are wearing nowadays you got to go to mothership or, or one of the chinese newspapers to get to get the same level of coverage lah but uh it's still interesting to watch lah 
And, uh, and just for the context of Joanna Dong's, the song that she was covering, right? What she was mm. covering was Cheng uh, Li uh, the Yue Guang, which is like, I think in the literal translation is Moonlight in the City. La. And there's mm. a very beloved song by, sung by Mavis He, who was also a very famous Singaporean uh, singer who made it big, mm. who made it quite big in Asia as well, la, right? Back in mm-hmm. the 90s and everything. So this is, um, yeah, this, I think this song is very dear to the hearts of people in probably their 40s and 30s who grew up listening mm. to Mendo Pop and all. Because, um, I mean, it's, it's, you really think about it, the number of Singapore artists who make it big across Asia is really only a handful, uh, you know. And this was one of the, Mavis He was one of the few, and this is uh, one of her signature songs. Uh, like where even the mm. potatoes like myself, I, I kind of, I, I listened to the song when I was younger. Lo. Mm. Yeah. So I think what happened was Joanna Dong did a slightly more jazzed up version of it that, mm. um, you know, played with the different notes. And, and I think also she also used uh, beatboxing or something like that in, in one of the segments. I haven't actually managed to see the whole performance, but I saw the bit where you she... You haven't seen the whole thing when she did thing. the trumpet. Yeah, right? yeah, the trumpet, the trumpet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently there are segments of the audience who don't like a classic like that being reimagined, uh, you know? Mm. So so that, that I think that's where the vitriol and the anger came from. Uh. But actually, because, but as yeah. a, as someone who appears a lot in front of camera, as an actor, YouTuber and everything, uh, you know, you said a lot of times, you love these troller comments, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, in her case, like, um, do you see... That she, her response has been very different from your response. Uh. Why do you think why do you think that's the case? Uh? I think because um I mean whenever we have gotten troll comments in the past or comments kind of making fun of my appearance or my eyes or whatever, um in some way I think why it doesn't concern me is that it's not directly related to uh my craft. Mm. If whereas if people said, Hey, you know, like your jokes sucked or like your voice sucks, mm. or, or or basically, oh, you know, the script you wrote sucks. I think that would make me feel more insecure. Mm. If it's just, hey, dude, you look like Sid from the Ice Age, or hey, dude, your eyes are so far apart, it takes two hours to drive a car from your left eye to your right eye. Mm. Um, those are like things like I can I can just brush off like, because uh, for me, what where I'm most vulnerable is like, okay, my my, my comedy chops. Mm. And for Joanna Dong, uh, I mean, she wasn't sharing her personality or people weren't commenting on her clothes. It was a direct criticism of her skills as a singer. Mm. 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 Yeah, so that's where I can imagine it uh, hurting a bit more, mm. uh, like more viscerally. Mm. That's true, that's and, true. But, but I mean, like objectively, because I, I watched the whole thing and I didn't watch the original version because... Um. Yeah, I just wanted to see. Okay, objectively, is it just listenable? Uh, as a song, and it totally is. Yeah. And when she did the trumpet, it was like, you know, and like people in the comments also like the poo 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 segment sucked. <laughs> so, so I feel like, mm, uh, okay, it feels like the people who really like the original version and maybe didn't like this version, lah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So so th- to answer your question. Mm, I mean, but but the, the the truth is, Joanna Dong isn't. She's not. She didn't come from like pop music or anything, like, Right? She's always yeah. been about like. I mean, she's always she was always known for jazz, and then 
she joined the Sing China, you know, after Nathan Hartono and all that, and 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 did fairly well uh, when she had to do a change to singing pop covers and all. But you know, the last time I saw her perform, it was also still in a jazz jazz song. So yeah, I mean, if anything, I would feel like oh, it's so cool that you know someone who from the from from the the jazz side of things is actually you know, reinventing a, a well-known Singaporean classic, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's quite... I, I get her frustration in terms of like, why are people so like hard up to only hear the the original version or something and not, not like, with, you know, a reinterpretation or reimagining, right? But, but do you think... I mean, some people were pointing out that, okay, if you're not prepared to take the heat, then get out of showbiz. Like, if you want, if you can't take criticism, don't be a public figure. But right. that's what like, do you what do you what do you make of that? Eh? That's so old school, right? That's like last time in army. Last time in army, I have to do push ups. Last time in army, I very I very tough. That kind of thing. Nowadays, I mean, celebrities have to you know they they barely have. I mean, they are, they have to be on social media all the time uh, for their, both their personal and their work and everything. And then and it's still um, and like I said, like I've said this before, that our brains are not wired to to understand the effects of social media or to even grapple with the the extent and reach of social media yet. Lah. So we can't expect the celebrities to 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 immediately have, you know, be able to just brush this off like it's nothing like that and, and all. Lah. It's just some, it's a constant flood that they have to deal with, of the flood of negativity that they have to deal with. Lah. But celebrities are the saviors of mankind and all that is good and well in the world. Right? Shouldn't they be, be able to to lap up and and adapt to the times and realize that social media is king. Mm-hmm. I I mean, if you're well adjusted, yeah, sure. But you also don't hundred percent know what's going on in someone's life and everything, like, right? But okay, what mm-hmm. what advice would you give her now from your position as a you know someone with a blue tick on Instagram and <laughs> and everything, uh? Well, because you know, blue tick, blue tick <laughs> is everything. <laughs> the blue tick on Instagram is yeah. everything. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things that. So, I think you know, both of us have said multiple times. Oh, you know, what more can we do on social media? Uh, and like, are we as active as we can be? You know, and I will totally admit, there's a certain part of me that that uh, is almost like I don't want to go down the path of being on social media too much and bearing all because. I found that just not even uh, social media uh, or posts directly related to me, just looking at social media posts in general affects my own thought process. Mm. So I think I think for like like what you said, certain certain vocations of media or certain roles, you kinda need to be on social media. If you're a full on actor, yeah, you kinda need to be visible. But I think it is in people's best interest to wow, like as hard as it is to not listen to comments or not read too much into the comments. Mm. Um, I know Joe Rogan himself has said multiple times that whenever he posts a tweet or Instagram post, he just posts it and he doesn't look at the comments. But he's also in a position to do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm. Um, I think because, yeah, man, like we've only been in, in social media for what, six years and Early, early on, I think we knew the cesspools of shit that can exist online like in the comment section. Mm. Mm. Right? right, so... Yeah, so it just feels like, okay, comments will be comments, like, yeah, comments everywhere, I mean, uh, except Reddit, I guess, <laughs> uh, mm. or at least on certain Reddit threads, but that's, 
that's what I would suggest. Just just step back for a while, let it pass. Mm. Uh, but I don't know. What 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 would you suggest? Uh? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think it's it's she should con- embrace, embrace it, lah. Right, you know, the criticism and like, and in fact, push further in, you know, to to push more and do even more, more uh, interesting covers and everything, lah. And I'm not saying it from a, I'm not saying it from a oh you know you go girl kind of way or anything like that, lah. I'm saying mm. it from a this will help to differentiate her more. In, in even in Singaporeans' minds and everything la. so because mm. I, I feel like um you know the the the, the whole sing China thing was a uh, you know it was interesting to see her try that and all uh, but I always I always feel like Singaporean artists especially um you know the, the just the whole imaging and everything just we we don't have that whole infrastructure to support Singaporean artists in terms of how they should be behaving in public or you know or just how they should be seen or perceived in public or even just just having a manager advise them on maybe what what advertisements to do or not do like right you know mm-hmm. so, and sometimes you find that some you know some celebrities just so overexposed that you don't have, you don't even want to see them or watch them anymore right um, yeah i find it i find that lacking a lot in in singapore's entertainment scene um, I mean, at one point when after Nathan Hartono won, he was everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. He was fucking he was everywhere. Selling Milo man. and doing Milo challenges and and all these kind of things. After a while, I was like, oh god, this is such a can you stop it already, you know? And um, yeah, mm. so so like, there's there's no one like telling these people to 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 pace themselves or to how to yeah how to build on on all that. But um, yeah, for for her, I, I guess if she. She's good at what she's doing, you know. She should just continue pushing in that direction and, and, and not letting the comments like you know push her to, to do more self censorship. I mean, so in some way, what you're saying is like kind of like okay, because the fact of the matter is like, uh, when was the last time Joanna Dong was talked about uh, in such detail, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, all kudos to her for being a great fucking singer, um, but like, I I think yeah, she she sings in N, uh, for the NDP and she's always on the in the media space. Mm-hmm. But if she can use this to kind of leverage something, right, uh, or mm-hmm. like build on this, that would be cooler. Because I know one guy who was criticized for his Star Wars uh, wardrobe was the guy who wore a two tone suit. Alvin, you know, Alvin there were so many yeah, yeah Alvin Ng. and then after that he posted a photo of him actually drinking a bandung right mm. because that was the meme la. Mm, yeah, that was to funny, me yeah. I was like wow that guy fucking owned it man like yeah, yeah, yeah. he was owned made fun it. of correct, and then correct. boom yeah. he comes back with a bandung so in this case maybe she should release a music video of this very rendition yeah yeah, yeah correct, so people correct, yeah. can go ape shit over, over that but there will also be people who would support and like yeah I would totally fucking leave a comment support and like share that man yeah yeah Correct, correct. Cause yeah, it would and, and just embrace embrace it for for whatever it is. Like maybe the whole song she just should just do it with the trumpet and nothing more. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. She just uh, they just the call it cover. the poo 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 song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The poo poo poo. Or do like you know yeah, how, exactly. how how we you know we last time we took uh like racist comments on that we found on the internet about mm. about uh about certain foreigners in Singapore. And then we, yeah, we yeah. made them into ballads with alongside a very talented pair of uh, wedding singers as well. So yeah, I, I yeah. mean, I always thought like that's that's the way you really clap back the trolls, like, right? Take what they True take what they do and, and just like yeah, turn it into something that you own, uh, right? 
Yeah, and we will put a link to that to that video we made uh, a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, you can check it out. Yeah. But yeah, but in, in some way, yeah, just just owning it, lah. Correct, correct. I mean, um, I, I because you were talking about it, I just quickly pulled up like, just look look for Joanna Dong's name in the, you know, in general news, lah. And yeah, lah, you're you're right, lah. It's it's uh we haven't heard uh like big news about her in quite a while. I mean, the mm. last article that I saw, yeah, she was just basically like, um, Joanna Dong on rheumatoid arthritis. Some days I feel helpless. You know, so it's mm. it's not even about music that much, la. So mm. yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. we should maybe we should reach out to her to see whether she might want to chat. Mm. Yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. Cause yeah, because it's always interesting to hear from someone who's in the in the media side limelight or on the back end of like backlash. Yeah. Whether or not it is justified. So, so wait, just one question before we finish out everything. Uh. She says Singaporean audiences get what they deserve. Mm. What do you think of that statement? Yeah, so there was one part where I'm like, uh, what does she mean by that? Because the context of that is that she goes on to say that even if Mavis, Mavis He, the original singer, was there, she would still have been criticized by the trolls, like, right? Mm. So that was when I read that comment. I'm like, okay, what do you mean by Singaporeans get what you deserve? Mm. That means if you're shitty to artists, you will get shit artists or like uh, shit renditions or shit content. Mm. I think maybe it's a, she's pointing to that if we're not open-minded about uh, the possibilities of, of art like, or creativity or all that. Uh yeah la, then we then we won't get it lah, you know. As as in as in we will self censor lah. Right? Yes, correct. Yeah, we'll just end up like Mm-mm-mm. getting all the same old conservative uh stuff lah, the same old NDP mm. every year, the same old songs, everything lah. Mm, the re- the relatable stories. Yes, the know? word is relatable, uh, and, yeah, and we say that with of, a tinge of uh, with a tinge of uh, um sarcasm sarcasm because we've been told also that. You all need to be create more relatable content, guys. Like the yeah, stuff exactly. that the, the stuff that you are pitching or what. It's just like like who is a who who in his right mind would 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 like you know arrange a a marriage of a terrorist or anything like that. You know, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, like, he, shouldn't he be an accountant? And then he yeah. he falls in love with an influencer or something like that. Yeah, and then there's a story. <laughs> yeah, do you know any any terrorists? No, but you know accountants. So you'll be able to relate to accountants. Yeah. You know, like, just like the some of the greatest shows on television, you know, like, you definitely know some math teachers, right, who started making math because of cancer, mm. right? So that's why Breaking Bad is so great because the character is very relatable. Yeah. Like Narcos, yeah. everybody knows their friendly neighborhood drug dealer, right? Mm. So relatable. So yeah. fucking relatable. So everything we just said yes. is sarcastic, lah. Yeah, I think yeah, our, yeah. our point, uh, I mean, in all seriousness, what we're saying is that relatability, relatability isn't about like the job that you are doing. It's about empathy. It's about someone being able to put themselves in your shoes and understanding, you know, the emotion that you're feeling. So yeah, when people the tell struggle. us, yeah, yeah. The, the, this job that you've chosen for this character is not relatable because it's not a, you know, it's not a normal job that people think. Then we're like, that is not what relatability is about, my friend. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So so in on that front I, I, I get what Joanna Dong was trying to say because yeah, like if you want to get people doing interesting stuff that stands out, 
you got to kind of give them some breathing room to to try that without being fearful of just getting shat on lah. Mm. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, it was so, it Steve Jobs who said what? A lot of people don't know what they want until they 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 see it or something. Yeah, he was uh, use the analogy like if you had uh, asked people what when who had horses, what did they want? They would say a faster horse. Mm. I think that was Henry Ford who said that. Yeah. Right, not a car. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? We went from Steve Jobs to Henry Ford. <laughs> yeah, nah, what the fuck was Steve Jobs? <laughs> no, but I think Steve Jobs also said something like if you ask people, people don't know what they want yeah, or something yeah, like they that. They don't know what they want until they, they see yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, long story short, either Henry Ford or Steve Jobs said something uh, smart. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so, something. Yeah. Singaporean yeah. audience. The next one is Singaporean audiences get what they deserve. Get what they deserve. Yeah. But yeah, so, so it'd be great to hear your thoughts. And okay, so can I also say that when the Star Wars thing was coming out, I was like, who the fuck would give a shit about Star Wars now? But the top, the three out of the four trending videos on YouTube's top trending videos is the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It blows my mind. It blows my fucking mind. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I would admit, like, I would even, I would at least glance at it like, just to see what really what, yeah. what people are up to or what they're wearing and stuff like that. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Yeah, like Chinese privilege. Oh, no, I mean, Vasantam also has their own version of awards, right? <laughs> I also I also look at that, one, right? Do you not, it, do you you not look, look at it? Do you not look at it? Look, oh, no, I mean, no, one no. of our uh, friends, Tiffy G, was the host right, for the red carpet and all. Yeah, 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 yeah. correct, correct. So I did watch okay, videos. Okay, okay, like, well done, like, well done, like, Mr. Chinese man. <laughs> I'm just pointing out to you that this Chinese privilege thing is nonsense. Because if, yeah, if you just don't appreciate, also, if you just don't appreciate it, then just you just don't appreciate uh, it, lah. I also must put a disclaimer there that I said it with a tint, uh, the uh, hint of sarcasm, is it? Now we everything must put caveat and disclaimers. Now is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Basket <laughs> footnotes and and superscript notes everywhere. Yeah. But yes, I think it's time for our third out of fourth segment. Yeah. The one show comment of the week yeah, or I, the past few days. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just gonna go first because I think yeah, go ahead. I think everyone just needs to get on Reddit right now and to see this meme. It's yeah. like it's basically a meme because I we, I think we talked about how in the AMA we talked about how Harish always talks about the Subaru challenge. No, not the AMA. The last oh we we were talking about Orchard Road and we were talking mm. about oh what what historical uh, what, what historic uh pop culture events have happened on Orchard Road <laughs> and then I was like running through a list of them and then Harish was like. You forgot the big one. Then I'm like, oh, oh fucking big one. There's a Subaru challenge. And you're so pleased hey, with himself, right? Though in my that. defense, I didn't mean I didn't mean my Subaru challenge experience. I just meant the Subaru challenge. Yeah. The Subaru challenge. It just so happens that I have experience in it. Yeah. So I mean, at that point in time, like although this is a podcast, you can imagine my eyes rolled to the back of my head. Like, and then like the the emotion of like it of this whole experience was captured in this one meme. Uh, that was created by. Do you have it in front of you? Sorry, I'm just waiting for my, uh, my, uh, my I internet. Talk so my much. internet very slow, la. My internet okay, is slow. Uh, it was created by Lemonade Strings. Lemonade Strings, and what does it say? It says, uh, "It's first of all, it's a picture of a guy whose veins are throbbing and looks like he can't breathe, yeah. um, and veins just protruding everywhere." And the caption is, "When it's been thirty seconds and Harish hasn't told anyone about the Subaru challenge." <laughs> Fucking love it, man. So I, Fucking love it. I mean, I just gonna leave it as that. Like. It's just fantastic. Like. It just encapsulates yes. the entire experience. 
Yeah. That's essentially Terrence during each of the 429 times I've brought up Subaru Challenge in the mm. past six years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and, and it's interesting because I, I, I think it affects different participants of Subaru Challenge differently. So there's yeah. one other guy I, I do notice when he, after he won Subaru Challenge, like a lot of photos he took, every photo he took after that, like he always held out his palm. Like his palm mm-hmm. was like, became a character in his life. Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, mm-hmm. was, that was his thing. And then for Harish's thing is he just can't stop talking about it. La. Hey, yeah, fuck you. Okay? Like, I b- <laughs> no, okay. It, it, like, honestly, you will always lay, lay the trap, you know, like, m- like kind of make it even the most appropriate thing for me to say. And then when I say it, then you shit on me. You know what? Screw that. Okay, I'm owning it. I'm owning it. When yeah, the time it, comes it, exactly. and it's appropriate, I will still and always talk about the Subaru Challenge. Yeah, yeah. That's like, yeah, like that's the point that I sit back or I just go to the <laughs> toilet or basically in the conversation. Yeah. You just play the recording of you going, mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Then you go put Nolan to sleep and all that, yeah. right? But yeah, that's right. That's my <laughs> favorite comment. Okay, cool. My my favorite comment is is I guess it's it, it was it's not a comment comment, but it was the fact that uh a very very excited uh, Yalabad subredditor who goes by the name of uh, what, by DLRR underscore Po. Um, he or she, oh, I can't remember if it was he or she because I think I have asked this question before but I'm sorry. It's, uh, but this user posted the, the Yalabad episode 151 even before I could post it uh, with all the show notes just because they wanted to run t- uh, on uh, Terence's approach to the European Super League or Terence's thoughts about the European Super League. So why that's my favorite uh, post is because I love it when our community like just takes the initiative to to do something. Mm. Um, and the fact that uh, this user was so excited to just share their thoughts just made my fucking day, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. And, and yeah, so the thread for the last episode is pretty interesting. Um, even more so because of the recent developments around the Euro- Europa Super, Super League. So do check it out. Mm, mm. Cool. All right. And then now the final segment, the one shock thing of the past few days. Yeah. Would you like to go first against Terrence? Uh, no, I think you can go first. You can go first. Okay. So uh, my first one shock thing is, is an Instagram account that I recently... Uh, refound because I remember finding it a few years ago but then it came up I don't know in some article and it goes by the name of Kirby Jenner have you heard of this profile mm, I haven't used familiar, I haven't spoken about familiar. it as a yeah so it's this guy who basically just started uh, photoshopping himself into the photos posted by Kendall Jenner mm. and it started I think a few years ago now he has 1.3 million followers and he does such a good job that it almost feels like he's actually there with her in the photos. Like, uh, it's not just some shitty uh, Photoshop job uh, that you see, you know, like people put it online and then other people just Photoshop on top of it and you can see that, okay, this image is, is the combination of two separate images. The quality of this Photoshopping is fucking dope, man. Mm. And I love it because to me, this is one of those Instagram profiles that I feel like, oh shit, this guy is just not not just showing photos of what he's eating and all that, it's it's in some way a, an art, an art piece like, which I really respect. Mm. 
What is it called again? Yeah, Kirby, Kirby Jenner. Kirby Jenner. K-I-R-B-Y-J-E-N-N-E-R. Mm, interesting. It's bloody great. Interesting. Um, yeah, man. My, my one shock thing is actually a... Uh, I mean, it's a podcast, but you can see a lot of snippets of it all over YouTube. It's basically Stone Cold Steve Austin, the WWE legend wrestler. Um, mm. Now he's retired, but he has a podcast on the WWE network called The Broken Skull Sessions. And just this past week, um, they he landed one of his biggest guests. Uh, not not say the biggest, lah, but most unexpected guests that he could ever he could ever have on his show. Is actually mm. Chris Jericho, also another mm. wrestling legend. But what makes this whole thing interesting is that uh, Chris Jericho is actually wrestling for another promotion now. So for the WWE to actually open their doors to allow a wrestler from another promotion to come in and talk openly about you know his memories of WWE and, and his time in WWE and 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 maybe I mean in some ways he's also promoting his own work in his in this other promotion lah, right? Mm. Um, it's kind of crazy, lah. You, 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 it's one of those twists, almost like a, a like a, a twist in a wrestling match that you cannot imagine, uh. Like this guy coming back and actually, you know, somewhat being embraced by the company. Uh. Mm. So, so if 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 you have, I think it speaks a lot to, to where the wrestling business is at now, where there's a lot more. Um, there seems to be a lot more. They're not trying to keep the fact that wrestling is fake, obviously. They're not trying to keep that a secret anymore, like, right? Now it's really mm. about like is what's even more interesting is just the the backstage politics and, and you know, what what are the business strategies of for different wrestling promotions and all that. Obviously WWE mm. is still the big leader, but the, the, the rival promotion AEW has has managed to score quite a few big names, you know, in the short in the short existence as well. Like. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and, cool, and cool, cool. They, they do quite interesting things like they, they look back at old matches and talk about what they were thinking when those matches happened uh, as those matches were happening. Oh, really? Eh? Mm, it's quite interesting, yeah. It's kind of like that one time The Rock made a video recounting his first correct, correct, uh, yeah. some wrestling match and yeah, yeah, it was so much more entertaining than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like Chris Jericho talks a lot about his, uh, his, his, well, his favorite match ever which is I think his WrestleMania 19 match with Shawn Michaels, and then you mm. you see snippets of it, like you really see how they, what well, how they were thinking, the psychology of 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 wrestlers in the ring and everything, like. So it's very interesting. Mm. I see, I see, I yeah. see. But yeah, that's, that's not pretty what you're cool. Thinking. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah. All right, man. We've come yeah, to the end so of another podcast. Come to the end of another podcast, and if you like this podcast, please. Do share it with someone uh, who maybe has not listened to Yalabad before. Mm. All right. I'll keep that that end plug pretty short and sweet. Mm. Cool. All right. Then we will talk to y'all soon. <laughs>